0: Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 4, Text 38, Translation and Commentary by His Divine Grace. Śrīla A.C. Bhaktivedanta, Swami Prabhupāda. Asena pāryatān ashnān, shayana, prapiban bruvan, nanu-sandhārta-etāni govinda hitaha. Pralad Maharaj was always absorbed in thought of Krishna, thus always being embraced by the Lord... He did not know how his bodily necessities, such as sitting, walking, eating, lying down, drinking, and talking, were being automatically performed. A small child, while being cared for by his mother, does not know how the needs of the body for eating, sleeping, lying down, passing water, and evacuating are being fulfilled. He is simply satisfied to be on the lap of his mother. Similarly, Prahlad Maharaj was exactly like a small child being cared for by Govinda. The necessary activities of his body were performed without his knowledge. As a father and mother care for their child, Govinda cared for Prahlad Maharaj, who remained always absorbed in thoughts of Govinda. This is Krishna consciousness. Prahlad Maharaj is the vivid example of perfection in Krishna consciousness end of purport. The whole Bhagavatam is Krishna and it's all beautiful transcendental satchitananda but some verses are especially sweet and this is one of them. So so I I got a very uh, inspiring verse. Srila Prabhupada writes, This is Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness means, according to this uh, verse, it's, it's to be uh, almost mad. <laughs> In this series of verses, it's described that Prahlad Maharaj was Krishna Graha grasta. It was as if he was possessed by a ghost, but that ghost is Krishna. This is Krishna consciousness. This reminds us of the verse that Ishwarapuri the Guru Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that this is the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam Evangrata sphra priyanama kirtaya jatanurago druta chitta uchai hasatyatho roditi roditi gayatyun madavan nrjati lokabhaya By chanting the holy name of the Supreme Lord, one comes to the stage of love of Godhead. Then the devotee is fixed in his vow as an eternal servant of the Lord, and he gradually becomes very much attached to a particular name and form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As his heart melts with ecstatic love, he laughs very loudly or cries and shouts. Sometimes he sings and dances like a madman for he is indifferent to public opinion. This is Krishna consciousness. Elsewhere in the Bhagavatam, and as cited by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one of the qualities of a devotee, 26 qualities given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is that he is apramata. He is, means he's not insane, he's sane. So to not be insane, means to be insane. It's a very good philosophy, it doesn't seem to make sense. To not be insane means to be insane. It's an absolutely contradictory statement. We think of someone as insane if they, they without caring for anyone, they just laugh and sing and dance and cry. They jump around and sing and dance with no concept of social decorum. Well, according to Srimad Bhagavatam, that's sanity. (laughs) If it is coming from the platform of love of Krishna. Psychology is very popular among all you Russian types, like Sankarshan Nitai. He's also a professional psychologist. So the whole thing is to make people normal, right? If they're they're abnormal, if their psyche is off, then you have to try and make it normalized, balanced. But did they ever define what normal means? Well, I'm asking you. You're a psychologist. Yeah, well, then you come to the question, what does proper behavior mean? I I guess we could define it as a uh, cooperative, productive, responsible member of society, and not to jump around and sing and dance in the streets. That may also be done, and it can be considered part of normal behavior if you're drunk, because it's when you're, when you're drunk, in, not in India, but in Russia and many other countries, when you're drunk, you have a special allowance for acting in an unusual way. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was censured by the sannyasis of Varanasi for publicly acting like a madman. They said that you're you're supposed to be a sannyasi, very staid. Staid means very sober in your behavior. And they said to him that by jumping around in the streets and singing and dancing with all these low-class people, you are misrepresenting the sannyas order. And Chaitanya mahaprabhu said, well, it's not my fault. My guru ordered me to chant the holy names. And in Vedic culture, the, the guru's order, that is, that's the highest level. That's the highest order. Guru Vakya Parama Mahatva Most importance has to be given to the words of the Guru. Of course, it has to be seen that the Guru's words are in line with the words of the Shastra. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that my Guru ordered me to chant the holy names, and by doing so, I I didn't start to dance and sing loudly automatically, but it just came automatically. So there we go. That is the uh, aim of our movement, to become a madman, at least seen as a madman by people in general. Specific type of madman, not the uh, mass murderer type of madman, not the psychopathic type. Now, today we are celebrating the disappearance from our mortal vision of his divine grace, srila bhakti siddhana sar sar tako, And we don't see in his behavior that he was like this. He was... uh, He he would maybe be more pleasing to the sannyasis of Varanasi who chided Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So if he's a pure devotee on the level of Prahlad Maharaj, well, why did we not see him acting like that? The reason is that there were people all around him, Vaishnavas, jumping and dancing and singing and rolling on the ground and wailing. And they say, well, that's very good. Why didn't he join them? But he deliberately put the Gauriya Sampradaya on a different trajectory. To that in which it was generally going on. Because the singing and wailing and crying and rolling on the ground and a lot of it was, was mostly artificial, which can be understood by the very simple test Bhakti Parishanubhavo Viraktiranyatra. That Bhakti means to experience the Supreme Lord, and to be detached from everything else. Now, I have personally seen in Bengal many times the uh, professional kirtaniyas who make a tremendous performance, singing, jumping, dancing, singing in such a way that it sounds like their heart is about to break from separation from Krishna, gesturing to express this, this very strong feeling. But when their gig is over, first thing, they smoke beauty. One of my first early early memories of, of seeing this was uh, someone in the crowd of Vaishnavas, going around putting chandan on each other's heads, and then one man puts sandwood pulp on another man's forehead, then they embrace, then they fall on the ground together, then they roll on the ground together, then they separate and they're lying on the ground crying and very carefully One or two others help to get them up. They can hardly stand up because they're just so overwhelmed by bliss. But these people are fish eaters and they see no incongruity between their apparent symptoms of ecstasy and then afterwards eating fish. And so many... uh, So many uh, wrong ideas in the name of Vaishnavism. And specifically, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sampradaya had got a very bad name because there was a lot of discussion, open discussion about the intimate pastimes of Radha and Krishna, the gopis and Krishna. And some, not all, but a significant number of supposed Vaishnavas, they did a kind of sadhana, they called it a sadhana, In their sadhana was illicit sex. And this had given a very bad name to the Vaishnava sampradaya, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sampradaya, among what we could call respectable people of society. It was considered uh, a, a sex cult for low class people because more civilized people, in those days it was considered, still largely in India it's considered, uh, that it is improper to have sexual relations with anyone but your religiously married wife. So by Misusing the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there were certain low-class people who, low-class means in every way low-class, I'll get back to that later, low-class people who used the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to indulge in illicit sex. Now, in the Western countries, you don't need any excuse. You just do it. The illicit sex is not considered something reprehensible. But the culture in India, as in much of the world, in Asia in general, is that you, just, you can't even talk to a woman who's not p- one of your family members. So uh, the low-class people means that, uh, yeah, they're mostly low-class in every way, uneducated, poor, uh, and low in culture also, low in caste also. Saraswati Thakur was a ray of Vishnu prayed for by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, for spreading the pure teachings of Rupa Goswami in this world. I say Rupa Goswami, not Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because it was Rupa Goswami who revealed the heart of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is the intimate pastimes of Krishna with the gopis. Now, this is very hard to understand because at face value, it seems to be exactly like Illicit sex. So it it has to be understood philosophically. Otherwise, if we think, well, God does it, so why shouldn't I do it? Then we become fallen. So Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati his mission was to clear away this these misconceptions. Hari. He is the remover of the misconceptions that are opposed to the pure teachings of Rupa Goswami, the darkness that is spread by that. And he wanted to spread that widely in society in pursuance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission to widely and liberally distribute Krishna consciousness. Love of Krishna. So Bhaktisyan Saraswati Thakur, he uh, preached then according to the principle of Bhagavad Gita, yad yad achrati sreshtas tattadeve taro janaha. Sayat so pramanam kurute lokas tad anuvartate. You have to catch the top people, and others will follow. So if Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasarath Thakur had presented himself as rolling on the ground, shrieking, dressed in rags, then the quote unquote respectable people of the time would have not even given him a hearing. Actually, for some time, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasarath Thakur was living like that to, to a large extent. He was a recluse living in Mayapur and just chanting, 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 separated from the uh, broader society. But when he, in, in 1918, he founded Sri Taitanyam Mutt in Mayapur and accepted sannyas on the same day, Gorpurnima in 1918, according to the Gregorian calendar. Now, why did he accept sannyas? He was already on the Paramahamsa platform for preaching in society. The same reason that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted sannyas, which is to engender respect among the people in general so that they'll listen to what you have to say. Then, Bhaktistan Sasur Thakur came to Calcutta for preaching. And he was a sannyasi, but he would dress in sannyas cloth, but neat and clean with a, with a Western coat in the winter. He established marts in the city. So, Mart means uh, something like a monastery or preaching, temple, preaching center. And he, he would ride in a motor car, which only the very, very top level of society could ride in a motor car, because in those days it was very unusual to have one in India. Only only the very richest people could have that. He took these extraordinary measures, which were criticized by many, to be able to catch the attention of the high-class, educated people who didn't want to have anything to do with Vaishnavism. And he didn't even preach or talk very much openly about the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. His aim was to bring people to the level of Prahlad Maharaj as described in the verse we just read, completely absorbed in Krishna, so much so that he's oblivious to his own body and to the world around him. But to be able to begin to do that, Bhaktisiddhanta had to catch the attention of the worldly people. And of course, the sahajya tendencies Prominent among Bengali Vaishnavas, that wasn't the only thing that Bhaktisthan Saswati Thakur preached against. He became very happy when his disciple Abhai Charanaravinda, in a poem, wrote, in a Vyasa Puja offering poem, he wrote, Absolute is sentient, thou hast proved, impersonal calamity thou hast removed. We may wonder why Srila Prabhupada was so much against impersonalism. Well, one reason is that he imbibed it from his guru. But at the same time, while well, we're discussing how Bhaktisthan Saraswati was against this, he was against that, but his real mission was not just chopping. Prabhupada, our own Prabhupada said that Bhaktisthan Saraswati Thakko used to speak used to preach with the chopping technique. But that was a means to an end. The the real goal was to bring people to the level of love of God that is described concerning Prahlad Maharaj. He himself was on this level, but like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he didn't always show like this. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met Ramananda Rai for the first time on the banks of the Godavari. The two of them embraced and they were shivering and they were, they were all ecstatic symptoms were visible. But then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu considered that there are so many respectable Brahmanas present who are simply astonished and shocked to see this. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu restrained his emotions. But internally, this was the meditation. This is the life of Bhaktisdana Sarsarathaka. He was very fond of, from an early age, he had memorized all the verses of Vilap Kusumanjali, which really expresses the the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at the highest level. Uh, Raghunath Das Goswami expressing his feeling of separation from and ardent desire to serve Sri Radha. But this is not what Bhaktisdhan Sarasarayat Thakur preached in public. One time in Calcutta, there was a, a man present who Bhaktisdhan Sarasarayat Thakur was preaching to, a respectable gentleman. And in the course of his speaking to that man, Bhaktisdhan Sasar Tako almost inadvertently quoted a verse from Vilap Kusumanjali. He fell from the chair. He became overwhelmed by ecstatic emotions. Then he went in the next room. He he didn't want to be seen like that. And afterwards, he lamented that I, I shouldn't have discussed such things in front of someone who's not fit for hearing this. So the personality of a Vaishnava is very difficult to understand. Even if you're a great psychologist, you can't understand the mind of a Vaishnava. How can we understand Prahlad Maharaj? He's jumping and singing and dancing and crying for Krishna. Bring him to the psychologist, make him normal. they very difficult to understand. And Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasotaka wasn't doing those things. And that may be very difficult to understand also. Why he's so exalted, but he would repress that and speak on the Upanishads is very difficult to understand. But we can say this much that he didn't show the highest level because he wanted to bring us to the highest level. We require a sober approach to Krishna consciousness. Not totally sober. We we sing, we dance, we play musical instruments. Rules and regulations are required for us. So by setting up his mutts, he made the English word is monastery. So that means regulated, disciplined life as is necessary for us to come out of the uh, world of sense gratification and channel our consciousness toward Krishna. Now, if there are any questions you please ask, or anything.
1: Karabhajana Prabhu is asking uh, about uh, first son of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And uh, he heard that this son, uh, something strange happened to him, and he became mad, he became crazy, but at the end of his life, Bhaktistanthas Raswati Thakur was chanting the holy names for him, and he completely changed at the last hours of his life. So there was some special, special story. Maybe he took birth in order to, mm, to repent for some Vaishnava Paratha, something like that. Maybe you know about
0: that. I never heard anything like this. You're saying Bhaktivinoda made some Vaishnava parad?
1: No, no. His son, his eldest son became...
0: Oh, Ananda Prasad. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there. That's documented. That's in my Bhaktisiddhanta Vaibhava. He, he, it, he in his last moments, he automatically, Ramanuja Tilak emanated on his forehead... And he said he had made an offence in his previous life to Bhaktisthanda Saraswati, Bimala Prasad at that time. Yeah, he said that. Now he was, then he was cleared from that, and then he left.
1: He made offence uh, towards Bhaktisthanda Saraswati Thakur, or he said it?
0: No, that's what he, that's what he said. Because I made an offence, I had to be born in this family, and then... He was cleared from
1: that. Uh, Mataji asked the question. Uh, she is asking, how can we, uh, how can we um, notify, how can we make notice of these sahaja tendencies within ourselves? How do they manifest within ourselves?
0: Well, Sahaj means natural. It actually means natural, but by uh, usage, it comes to mean easy or cheap so our aim is to be a sahajya in the sense that it's natural for us to be Krishna consciousness so we have to follow the path chalked out by our superiors Mahajan tate bhaje anurata Narottam says the path chalked out by the great acharyas we have to become fixed in that worship that Guru If we hear the instructions from, from the Guru and make them one from our heart without desiring anything else, and there won't be any room for anything else.
1: In the Nectar of Instruction, Srila Prabhupada writes that young people join our movement. We don't uh, make them to do it, but they become inspired and they shave their heads. So the question is, uh, why some people uh continue their practice and become serious devotees and others just remain with this initial enthusiasm and don't go further? What is the difference?
0: That's up to each that's up to each individual how much we take it to heart. As much as we follow the principle Guru Padmavaka Aika Manayasha, we advance. But if we leave room in our heart, open for anything else, then then it's like uh, pouring petrol onto a fire from one side and water from the other. Or Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati gave the analogy of rowing a boat when it's tied to the shore. Because in Bengal, especially in those days, a lot of the travel was by River, river travel by boat. So one party, one family from a village, they had to go to another village for a wedding. So they they got in the boat at sunset, and they all went to sleep. They woke up just when the sun was rising, and they thought we must be near to our destination. But then they saw we're still in our village. We didn't go anywhere. They said to the boatman, "What's going on? We should have arrived by now." The boatman said, I've been working hard all night, rowing all night. Then they looked and they saw, and they they saw he'd forgotten to release the boat from the rope, which was tying it to the stake, which was keeping it in the same place. So we can go on with the practice of Krishna consciousness, but if we keep our tied up, we hold on to sense gratification then we're not going to go, we're not going to move.
1: This is achuteshwaradas from Bishkek, and he's asking because today is the last day of Prabhupada's Marathon so how what practical steps can we make in order to maintain this preaching spirit that Bhaktisthan Saraswati Takur had?
0: It all begins with speaking. Bhaktisthan Saraswati spoke, people listened They became inspired. They spoke to others. Bhaktis Thakur used to refer to a living source. Everything's there in the books, but you you need someone who's manifesting it also. So connect with the living source. Become yourself a living source of inspiration. This uh, December marathon... That's for those who are not so fired up. Because for those who are fired up, it's always a marathon. We don't stop because, ah, ah, now it's over. Now, it may not be that we do such long hours on, on as we do during December. Actually, December in much of the Western countries is a very good time for distributing books before 25th of December, which because in that time people are in a good mood and they're, they're in the mood of spending money. So it's a good time for distributing books. But I don't know what the situation is in your series of countries. What have you got here? Have you got Russia, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, and so on. But it may not be that those, that period of the year is especially favorable for selling books. When do you celebrate Christmas?
1: 7th of January.
0: 7th of January. So before that, people are in a very good mood, is it?
1: Actually, uh, New Year is much bigger festival holiday for Russian than Christmas.
0: But is that is that a, a time for, uh, where people are very inclined to, if you approach them, they'll give money and this and that, yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, 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 before New Year, yes.
0: It's the best time of year for selling books,
1: is it? Yes.
0: So it makes sense to put in extra effort when people are in a more favorable mood. But you can keep on going, on and on and on. A break means they they have a festival they sing and chant together and uh, they d- maybe do some extra personal reading like this to get m- more 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 inspiration by re- reading the books then we want to go out preach dvijamani dvijamani has his hand up
1: uh-huh Thank you for the class, Maharaj. We see that in holy dharma there are different kinds of people. And some people, they uh, smoke bidi, or there are Muslims who make sinful activities like kill animals. So how can we distinguish who is actually at kama vasi?
0: Srila Bhaktivinur Thakur said there is a special kind of maya which covers the dhamma so that people can be superficially living in it, but not living in it actually. In Rupa Goswami's Padavali, there's a verse about Mathuradham, that uh, some people worship Krishna and very intensely, but still Krishna doesn't give them bhakti. It may be that people are performing austerities, chanting, very serious, but Muktindada Tikar Hichit Nasma Bhakti Yogam. Krishna can give Mukti more easily, but he doesn't give Bhakti very easily. But uh, Mathura gives anyone who lives there or even visits there, Mathura, she, gives bhakti very easily. So what to speak of Navadvip, Audarya Dham, the most uh, magnanimous Dham. So anyone who's living there, they're very special, there's no doubt. Even if their behavior may appear to be different, at the same time we should, for our own spiritual protection, distinguish between what is good association for us and what is not, even within the dham. Okay, uh, I'm going to f- finish there. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you to you also. Spasiba to you also.
1: Hare Krishna. shimad Bhagavad Thakho ki